This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. And this week on Science with Simi, we are talking about asteroids. It's a pretty cool topic because we're imagining what would happen if we knew that an asteroid was hurtling towards Earth. How would we respond to that? Is there anything we could do? Can we prepare for this? Well, this is hypothetical, of course, but at NASA, this is something that they are actually actively preparing for, creating like a like an instruction manual of what to do if this were to be a scenario. And this week, they actually went public with telling people what their plans consist of what exactly they're going to be doing. So just before the show started today, I had a chance to speak with one of the members of the team who is looking into this. He is Dr. Paul Chodas, who's the manager of the Center for Near Object Studies at NASA. Yes, that is actually a thing. And here's what he told us. Well, Dr. Chodas, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this, because I have a feeling a lot of people have questions about what you guys have been up to this week. Are we really studying the potential impact of asteroids? We are indeed, yes, and we're actually going through an exercise in which we pretend that uh, an asteroid is heading for the Earth and, and saying, what would we do about it? So, like, right out of a Hollywood movie? Kind of right out of a Hollywood movie, but our asteroid is not the size of Texas, okay? <laughs> uh, it's kind of uh, much smaller, and we don't have Bruce Willis uh, to help us, so it's all uh, robotic um, you know, spacecraft could be sent out to deflect the, astero- the asteroid if we find it to be on a collision course, which we have. And, uh, and we challenge the teams to come up with ways to deflect the asteroid because we can do that. We have a space program. Has this ever, has this kind of work ever been done before? Yes. Well, this is the fifth or sixth uh, time we've, we've gone through th- these exercises before. But I must say we've, we've kind of uh, had the impact spot somewhere else around the world and we put it in different places. This year we're putting it across the U.S., and uh, um, that's one reason I think we're getting a lot of attention on this. Probably, yeah. So, okay, so can you run me through this simulation? What does this asteroid look like? What are you telling your teams? Sure. Um, the asteroid, I had it discovered on like the first, or, or uh, let's see, just this year. So we kind of start with this year, and then we um, uh, simulate what we would observe in the skies, how bright it would be, what we would know about its orbit, its predicted impact location. Uh, and then each day, we advance the calendar to another interesting time when we have to make some important decisions. So let's see, uh, on, the, on the Tuesday, we, we were at a time when the impact probability was like 10%. We didn't know where it might hit, but with 10% chance of hitting the planet, um, work has to start on... Uh, if, how to deflect it. What would we do? Would we build spacecraft? And so we had some decision makers here who helped us go through um, the, the, the questions they would have. And uh, we decided that, yes, we would start building a certain number of uh, spacecraft, one to investigate and, and uh, others to deflect. So that was the Tuesday. And then, let's see, on Wednesday, we learned that from our investigation spacecraft, we learned where the asteroid was headed. Yeah, we stepped ahead in the calendar two years uh, oh. to that day. Okay. Uh, so it's two years later, and suddenly, yeah, we, we had the spacecraft um, that go by the asteroid, um, which we can do in two years, to investigate. And we found that the asteroid was indeed headed for Denver. Ooh. So Denver was at risk on, uh, on, uh, on the third day of our, of our meeting. 
Okay, so, so then how, how have uh, the teams been doing then? Like, are they rising to the challenge? Are you pleased with what the response <laughs> has been? Or do you look at this and go, geez, we have some work to do? I'm, I'm pleased with the responses. They have, um, and much of this has been work that's done uh, beforehand. So we've kind of uh, put together our script beforehand. But they've done a wonderful job on things like analyzing how much damage there would be with something of this size, which is about 300 to uh, 400 feet across, okay, not that big, not one that would be a global catastrophe it would, if it would hit. But anyway, we've, we've had them look at, well, what missions could we launch? And um, we've had an- another team look at, well, what would the hazard be of the impact effects? How much energy would it be? We're talking about, in this case, for something of that size, that would produce like hundreds of megatons. So it would be a serious, serious event and uh, something that we would want to deflect. Right. You know, and we have time in the scenario to uh, build spacecraft to deflect the asteroid. Do so we... then we talk about ways of deflecting the asteroid. Yeah, that's what I was curious about. Like, do we have a, have you been able to establish a consistent strategy? Like, is that what the object of this is, is to know that if this happens, here's what we would do and have like a, a, a we know that that's going to be kind of the instruction manual. Uh, there is a plan to develop a, a complete instruction manual. And so our exercise is helping us develop a formal plan. But um, in the meantime, we have our ideas of what we would do and what deflection methods we would use. And they boil down to two. The first one is simply ramming the asteroid with a heavy spacecraft uh, years ahead you know, of, it, of it hitting. And you don't have to hit it too hard, um, like a centimeter per second, I think, is the calculation. So, but just ramming the spacecraft would move it enough that you know, over another three years, it would miss the Earth. So that's being looked at very carefully, and the issues of doing that. Um, there are all kinds of uh, complications to that, but it's a simple space mission to implement. The second technique we're looking at is to launch the nuclear uh, device to go up next to the asteroid and explode it. Not, not uh, you know, blow the thing up, which we cannot really do uh, with something of that size, but we would um, go next to it and uh, and the, and the detonation would vaporize part of the asteroid surface, and that would push it. So those are the two techniques we're looking at. Interesting. I guess the problem with this is you don't know how successful you could be until you actually have to do it. Well, yes, we have. NASA has a mission to um, hit a small moon of an asteroid. The mission is called DART, the, uh, the Double Asteroid Redirection Test, DART. And that is a funded mission to launch in a couple of years from now and to hit the moon of asteroid Didymos. It will be a practice um, case. Interesting. It'll be a practice case where we actually where we actually um, uh, uh, test the, this idea of ramming an asteroid. Okay. Is there anything that is on our radar at this point, Dr. Chodos? Like when you look out there, are there asteroids that could be a potential threat that makes us want to make sure we nail all this down? There are no serious threats. Um, out there, there are there are a few that we cannot eliminate completely eliminate the possibility of impact, but there are no serious threats like the one that we're doing on this exercise. Um, uh, so you you can sleep at night. <laughs> However, um, asteroids are um, there's many that we haven't discovered. So NASA has funded search programs to search the dark skies every every night. There, uh, there's a big one in uh, Tucson, Arizona. Another one in uh, in uh, on Haleakala, Maui. And these 
are really telescopes that are specialized to search for asteroids. And we're discovering them, in, you know, dozens of them, a dozen or so every, every night. Now, many of those are small, um, but we track them all. So we have a catalog now of over 20,000 near-Earth near asteroids that, um, that are in our catalog, most of them discovered by NASA-funded uh, programs. And we track them all and do our predictions to see if any of these poses, you know, a threat to the Earth. Right. You mentioned that this year's uh, simulation has like a asteroid hitting Denver, but not something that would create a global catastrophe. But what is the difference here? Like how big does something have to be and what kind of imp- like what kind of impact is that going to have, say, outside of the United States? Sure. Well, the an asteroid would have to be about half a mile across um, uh, before it would be large enough to to cause a global catastrophe. Um, it's it's all a matter of how massive the asteroid is. Now, half a mile across, we have been tracking asteroids for over 20 years, and we have found 95% of the near-Earth asteroids that are of that size, you know, and larger. So there's only a few of them left that we're that that are out there that we haven't found. So statistically, we have very little um, to worry about the large asteroids, which by the way, don't hit the Earth very often at all, even, uh, even um, uh, you, if you uh, don't take into account the fact we know of 95%. Of, so it works extremely unlikely to have an asteroid uh, of that size hit the Earth. The exercise that uh, we're working on is dealing with a much smaller size, down at around um, 150 meters, 300 feet, 400 feet, that size. Now, of that size, we, we still have work to do. We haven't found all the asteroids of that size. And so the NASA's programs are really um, given the charter of finding 90% of that size of population, and that's a bigger population. Huh, okay. And on a, a final note then here, Dr. Chodas, I have to ask, of the two Hollywood movies about asteroids that hit the Earth, Deep Impact or Armageddon, which one is the most realistic? They both have their flaws, but I like Deep Impact better. Um, Armageddon had, uh, let's see, astronauts going out to the asteroid in a space shuttle, I think. Yeah. It was uh, not even that. They weren't even astronauts. They were oil riggers <laughs> or something like that. So, um, and the asteroid was not the size of Texas. Uh, that's, there, there were so many things wrong with it. But you know what? It did uh, present the idea that we are at risk of uh, asteroid impact. So I like that part of it. Um, uh, the Deep Impact movie was a little bit better. Um, I don't like the fact that we had a backyard uh, telescope <laughs> finding an asteroid. <laughs> uh, I guess it was a comet. Um, because, again, we, there are large telescopes that are required to see these things far out. <laughs> I, know, I love that, but I agree with you. Deep Impact was the better movie. But listen, Dr. Shodas, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. That was Dr. Paul Chodas, manager of the Center for Near-Earth Object Studies at NASA. How much do I love the fact that he actually knew the details of both Armageddon and Deep Impact, that he could actually tell you what the plot line was for both of them? Uh, Too funny. He says, marginally, marginally, Deep Impact is the better asteroid movie. I could not agree with him more. Uh, That was our Science with Simi for this week. But listen, if you want more science news, there's lots of ways you can get that, including by checking out the Super Awesome science show with Jason Tetro. So we just wanted to ask Jason quickly, hey Jason, what's on the show this week? Well, Simi, we're going to be talking about canines this week. The show literally goes to the dogs because they are so much more than pets. They are companions. They offer mental health therapy 
And yes, they also can be celebrities. Just look at Instagram. You're going to learn so much about the importance of dogs in our lives. And even if you happen to be a cat lover, believe me, you're going to love the show. Oh, that sounds like a recipe for so many people to check in. That is a super awesome uh, science show. Check it out wherever you get your favorite podcast.